God is back and better than ever. But like bad in a good way. Like, you know how when people say bad is good, good is bad. We'll get into that in a minute. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. And it's true. God has been reinstated in our government, which is really ironic because, you know, right above the House of Representatives, it says in God we trust. But it seems like for a very long time, no one was really trusting in God, or at least they weren't really bringing him into the conversation. Well, with our brand new MAGA Mike, Speaker of the House of Representatives, that's all changing. And uh, ironically, Donald Trump, former president and potentially, hopefully, future president, may have actually called that shot. We'll get into that here in just a minute. But first, uh, yesterday was my birthday, as many of you know. And thank you so much for the fantastic birthday wishes and the gifts. Look what I got. This is a handmade Mark K, uh, Commander of Chiefs wooden car. This is amazing. It's a like a uh, nameplate. And it goes right here. And unfortunately, I can't fit it in the camera. I guess if I put it there. It would fit in the camera, but I'd knock it over. And I got uh, all kinds of stuffed animals and I got a bourbon, which was great. I got all kinds of accoutrement for drinking bourbon. I got, I don't know, I have my coffee mug in there, but thank you to, to everybody who reached out with your comments and your and your prayers and your thoughts. And I, I know I haven't been able to respond to everybody, but I do read everything and I thank you for everything. We loved all the gifts. Um, something else that was really exciting that happened yesterday was my book finally came in from the printer. For Christmas, the untold story of Christmas. I got the first few hundred copies uh, delivered here to the Marquee headquarters, and they are, I'm going to be honest with you, I got emotional. They're, they turned out better than I thought. Now, and I always think I'm a very confident person. I'm very optimistic. Whenever I do something, I go, this is going to be great. Or, you know, okay, sometimes I go, this could go either way. But most of the time, I'm like, this is going to be great. And then sometimes I do it, and I go, that was pretty great. Sometimes I do it and go, that wasn't as great as I thought. Sometimes. Sometimes I go, wow, that was even better than I thought. This book is one of the, wow, that's even better than I thought. I, I read it three times before I came in here today, which is, you know, and again, not because I'm vain or anything, but because I really enjoyed the story and the way the book turned out, the look of it all, it's brilliant. The folks over at the printer did a fantastic job. I don't know if you can tell on video, but it's that really heavy, glossy kind of white paper and the illustrations are just uh, just really incredible. There are these black sketches that I got. Oh, by the way, a lot of people asked about the illustrations for this book. AI, it's all, it's all, I'm not this, I don't draw stuff. I don't know how to draw. Look, I even AI'd myself on the back. So it would fit with the, so it, I said, hey, AI, make me as a Roman storyteller. And they put me in front of a big, uh, you know, heavenly background with a big red robe and which is how I read when I'm at home. When am I at home? I put on my big red robe and I open the window and I wait for the clouds to roll in. And then I read books like that at home. But this book is uh, available now. If you go to the untold story of Christmas.com, you can get one of the, it's going to quickly become your family's favorite book. If you have kids, it's going to be their favorite Christmas story. If you have adults, it's going to be their favorite Christmas story. I'm looking, I'm looking for this to be a tradition in everyone's house because it's a, it's a tradition here on the Marquee show that we read this story every year. And for the first time ever, we've now made it available to you at home. So if you go to the untoldstoryofchristmas.com, you can get your copy today. And I urge you to because we only got a few thousand in the first run and they're going they're going really quick. And I want you to have one because, again, as I said, this is turned out better than I ever expected, which a lot of people are saying, actually, about the uh, Speaker of the House. The, the race for the Speaker of the House and the and the tumult in the House and the way it turned out. Yes. Is everyone ever going to be satisfied? No. A lot of people are angry about just about everything. Literally, there are people on Twitter that I've been following. Pardon me. X that I've been following through this whole speaker's race. 
And no matter what happens, no matter who's up for grabs, no matter who wins, no matter who loses, these people are just annoyed with that. They don't like anybody. They don't want anybody to do anything. Um, but Mike Johnson or MAGA Mike, as they've been calling him, seems to be a, a pretty a pretty good deal so far. I know what you're thinking, Mark. Hey, it's been one day. Dude hasn't even had time to screw things up, but they're getting stuff done, you know, slowly, but they're getting stuff done. And um, the interesting thing about Mike Johnson is that he is unabashedly Christian and he loves Jesus Christ and he loves his faith and he shows his faith and he has no problem with it. And it's interesting to me because Donald Trump, you may have remembered, we played this clip on our show the other day, Donald Trump, when he was asked outside the courtroom, when he was going into, you know, for one of his BS court sessions, um, when he went in right before he went in, they, he, they asked, Hey, who do you think is going to be able to get to the 217 votes needed for speaker of the house? And he, and he laughingly said, threshold is very tough. It's a very tough thing. No matter who it is. Uh, I said, there's only one person that can do it all the way. You know, who that is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus came down and said, I want to be speaker. He would do it. Other than that, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody that can guarantee it. But at some point, I think we're going to, uh, we're going to have somebody pretty soon. And lo and behold, that later that same day, Mike Johnson from Louisiana came became Speaker of the House and he got up there and he got the gavel from Hakeem Jeffries and he uh, turned on the microphone. He swore that he took the oath of office and they swore him in. And in his speech, listen to what he said. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I, I believe that Scripture, the Bible is <clears throat> very clear. That, that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you, all of us. And, and I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. This is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they deserve it. In his speech, he mentioned in front of the entire House of Representatives and the world, God, like four times, Scripture, the Bible, God's gifts were here, were put on earth, were put in this position by God to spread his message. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It may not be Jesus Christ, but it's the closest thing we have. Jesus Christ's message was being spread by the Speaker of the House on the House floor just moments after he took the gavel. And it was all predicted by Donald Trump. That might be my next book. You know, after, after, oh, after the untold story of Christmas, I may write a book called Jesus Christ, Speaker of the House. I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to file that one away. Uh, but, anyway, but that's where we are today. And that's something that I think is very important and has been lacking and shows a real turnaround in what's happening. Because for anyone who's a Christian, anyone who reads the Bible, anyone who knows the story of Jesus, anyone who believes that, you know, by, by doing God's glory, we can, we can, you know, uh, do so many good things. You've now got a guy who is second in line to the presidency, the top, the highest ranking Republican. And he is openly not just, you know, preaching and praying on the House floor, but well, he's preaching and praying on the House floor. And when's the last time we saw that? And man, it's going to rankle some feathers in the Democrat Party, if uh, which is always that's always something that's very that's very, very uh, exciting to me. Speaking of rankling feathers in the Democrat Party, another story that I wanted to touch on very quickly is that Joe Biden is facing another challenger from within his own party. I'm not talking about all the Republicans on the Republican side of the aisle who think that they're going to be the next president of the United States. Although Larry Elder, our good buddy, talk show host, TV host, uh, he ran for governor of California. 
You may remember Larry Elder is the black man that the Democrats heralded as the black face of white supremacy because he was challenging Gavin Newsom for the governorship uh, when Gavin Newsom was being recalled. I mean, it just it, look, you don't have to be white to be a white supremacist. That's only in America. In America, you can truly grow up to be whatever you want. If you are a black man, you can grow up to be a white supremacist in America. Absolutely, positively. Anyway, he had to drop out of the um, presidential race, but he threw his weight behind Donald J. Trump. Um, and yes, all of those people believe that they can challenge Joe Biden. Ron DeSantis believes that he can challenge Joe Biden. Nikki Haley believes that she can challenge Joe Biden. Donald Trump knows he can challenge Joe Biden. And I think a lot of people know that as well, which is why he continues to gain ground and why I think most people are taking him seriously as the candidate and everyone else, eh, you know, not so much. But back to the other side of the aisle, so far, we've only had really one person publicly come out and say, I don't think Joe Biden can do this job. I don't think Joe Biden is right for this job. I'm going to uh, challenge Joe Biden to the presidency. And that's RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who has now uh, 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 said he's a candidate for president. And he's going to be challenged. He's going to be a third party candidate on the ballot in many of these states and probably at the national level, even though he's basically a Democrat. And more and more, we're starting to see that he is a Democrat. Somebody released yet because this guy's, you know, he's been around. He's been a Kennedy. He's been a Democrat forever. And somebody released a list of every presidential candidate that he uh, publicly endorsed in his lifetime. And the first one was, well, I mean, I guess there's Joe Biden, but there's Hillary Clinton. And as soon as I got to Hillary Clinton, I stopped reading. That's all I needed to know. Anybody who endorsed Hillary Clinton is a Democrat. Anybody who endorsed Hillary Clinton, there's no way they're ever going to um, there's no way they're ever going to uh, shed that image or that or that vile stench from their political campaign. Um, but now there's a new one, a guy uh, by the name of Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips is a representative in the House of Representatives from Minnesota. And Dean Phillips announced that he is challenging Joe Biden. Why? Joe Biden's old, basically. Are you running for president? I am. I have to. I think President Biden has done a spectacular job for our country, but it's not about the past. This is an election about the future. I will not sit still. I will not be quiet in the face of numbers that are so clearly saying that we're going to be facing an emergency next November. I will not sit quietly in face of numbers that show we are clearly facing an emergency next November. Dean Phillips basically told every Democrat, Joe Biden cannot win this election. Joe Biden is in trouble. And as the leader of the Democrat Party, the entire party's in trouble. The Senate's in trouble. The House of Representatives are in trouble. The, the governors who are uh, Democrats all over the country are in trouble. Democrat voters are in trouble. And Dean Phillips was like, oh, my God, nobody's nobody's stepping up and doing anything. I, it's my duty. I can't sit around and watch Joe Biden drag our party into the doldrums. And he's right about one thing. The Democrat Party's in trouble. Everybody starts to see it. When you have members of your own party publicly going on CBS and saying, look, thanks for your service, Joe, but we, you got to go. You're going you're gonna to destroy us. You're going to get shellacked in 2024 by Donald Trump, and the rest of the party's going to suffer, as is the country, in his humble opinion. I think we're going to be fine. Um, so now he's challenging, he's challenging Joe Biden for president. And look, is Dean Phillips going to be president? Absolutely not. But is it going to further weaken Joe Biden's chances of becoming president that a member of his own party is publicly throwing him under the proverbial bus? A hundred percent it is. 
By the way, he's throwing him under a bus that's probably filled with illegal migrants heading to Chicago or New York or or Kamala Harris's front yard. That's that's when when Democrats throw each other under the bus, it's a bus full of illegals. Just FYI. Uh, but, but look, if he can do it, though, I think what you're going to start seeing here is kind of that avalanche, that, you know, snowball effect. You're going to have somebody else pop out of the woodwork and say, well, wait a minute. If Dean Phillips thinks that he can be president, if he thinks he's the guy that's going to uh, win back the presidency and protect the Democrat Party, he's crazy. I'm much better suited for that. And all of a sudden, some senator somewhere is going to challenge Joe Biden. And then all of a sudden you're going to have a governor like, oh, I don't know, um, Gavin Newsom from California who's traveling to China for some reason to meet with President Xi Jinping. Why is the governor of California traveling to China to meet with uh, the President Xi Jinping and do all these weird photo ops and shake hands and and kiss babies and all that other weird stuff that they do over there? Why is Gavin Newsom on an international tour of China? Yes, he's the governor of one of the largest economies in the country, but still, it's a little it's a little quirky. It's a little bizarro if you ask me. And maybe Gavin Newsom will look at Dean Phillips and say, Dean, look, I appreciate your sentiment and I've looked at the numbers and you're probably right. You're probably right when you say that we've got, what does he said? We got an emergency. In the face of numbers that are so clearly saying that we're going to be facing an emergency next November. In the face of numbers that are so clearly saying we're going to face an emergency in November. You're right, Dean Phillips from Minnesota. I believe that Joe Biden is not the future, but also I don't think you are either, seeing as how nobody's never heard and ever heard of you. But I'm Gavin Newsom. Everybody knows who I am. I'm from California. I met with Xi Jinping. Nancy Pelosi is my aunt. People love me. Look at my hair. I have much better hair than you. He's going to pop up. Maybe some other governors. And Joe Biden is going to be under attack from his own party. And he's too weak and he's too battered and he's too old and he's too feeble and he's too gosh darn unpopular to do anything about it. And the more that the Democrats attack Joe Biden because they feel that his numbers are weak, the weaker his numbers are going to get and the better it's going to be for Donald Trump and the Republicans in 2024. So I'm all for it. Where do I send the check to the Dean Phillips from Minnesota for president campaign? Where do I send a check to RFK and Gavin Newsom? Let's get them into an all out uh, knockdown drag out fight. Let's take the tumult and the circus atmosphere that happened in the House of Representatives over the past couple of weeks, and let's transfer it to the Democrat national uh, debate on who should be their candidate, because we all know this to be a true seven out of 10 Democrats don't believe that Joe Biden should be their nominee. Seventy percent of Democrats of voting age of likely voting Democrats don't want to vote for Joe Biden. They would much rather see somebody on the top of their ticket. They'd probably rather see RFK or Gavin Newsom. Hell, at this point, they'd probably rather see Dean Phillips from Minnesota. So I think that it's important that A, number one, the Republicans continue to uh, drop out of this race and throw their support behind Donald Trump. Not just Larry Elder, but some of the other people that are really sucking up, you know, too much of the oxygen. The next debate in Miami, which is coming up, should have nobody there. They should all drop out. They should say, look, it's time for us to rally behind Donald Trump. He needs our support. He's got most of the support of the party. And we've got to continue to hammer away at Joe Biden, because even the people in his own party, even his own governors, even his own even his own representatives and senators, they're all plotting there. It's like Julius Caesar. They're all getting ready to just stab him in the back. And Joe Biden's going to be mumbling and wandering around the stage after the November election, wondering what happened. And he's going to look at at Dean Phillips and go, hey, at two, Dean Phillips. I'm kidding. He's not going to say that because number one, he doesn't know who Dean Phillips is either. And number two, he can never form 
a complete sentence. Uh, listen, get your copy of the Untold Story of Christmas. Seriously, I've written a lot of books and I like them all, but and I'm not just saying this because this is my latest one, but this is my favorite one. I really, for whatever reason, I, I just want to I just want to like sit and read it all day long. It looks fantastic. The story's great. It's not that long. And it's it's right in line with what's going on in the world. It's right in line with with the message that we need. You know, we've got a, a crisis in this country, not just of government proportions and and people losing faith in Christianity or, or not returning to the church. But we also have a crisis of misplaced, um, I guess you would say, materialistic. Uh, I get, um, what, what's the word? Um, I'm looking for, I guess you have misplaced. I'm gonna, I can't even think of the word. I'm gonna have to come up with it uh, for the next time, but it's, but we need to realize that there are different, I guess, misplaced glory would be the best way to say it. And this is a tale that kind of, that kind of tunes into that. Like I said, it's illustrated. It's really fun. Your family's going to love it. You're going to love it. And it's going to put you in the spirit of Christmas. And it's going to make you realize that, uh, that we have a lot of blessings, um, all of us. And I'm blessed by you. I hope you're blessed by me. And if you are, make sure that you like, subscribe, and set notifications for this podcast, too, because we do it every day, and we want to make sure you keep getting the information you need. You keep getting the information you want. You keep getting the information, the inspiration, the enlightenment, and the entertainment that I seek to provide for you, because we're all in this together. You know that. We're all in this together. You, me, all of us. We've got to work every single day with, our, till, with every ounce of our being to save the Republic.